Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to Star Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Leibzig, joined by my co-host today, Joey Ikes. We are coming off a big 41-35 to win against the Seattle Seahawks last Thursday. Uh, game's been a few days complete at this point, so I know everybody's kind of moved on at this point, but this is the first time back since the game, so we're going to touch on that a little bit uh, before we get into the big game coming up this weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles and then the next three or four that we got coming up to uh, potentially make a run at the NFC East championship and hopefully some home playoff games uh, have have to need some help go the Cowboys way and have to do a lot of good things down the stretch but we're going to talk about it all today before we get started Joey how you doing uh, I'm doing well man like you said it was a uh a fun week last week with the Seattle game and it will be a uh it's going to be an interesting stretch here. The Seattle game was kind of the the launch point for this this set of you know what murderers row this gauntlet that they have to kind of run through as they get to the end of the year that the narrative all year has been the Cowboys haven't played anybody and uh that is changing over the course of the last few weeks and um we're going to find out what this team is made of over the course of this time I think. Yeah, no, I mean I- I feel like my sentiment after the Seattle game is I continue to have few and fewer questions about this offense and more and more questions about this defense when they play good opponents. And I think that's probably my, like I said, my sentiment going into these next few games is because you're playing some good offenses, whether they've played up to that level or not this year. I think you can still admit that when, when they're clicking on all cylinders, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit, those are good offenses, and we just, like I said, after that Seattle performance, I think you're, you'd be crazy not to have some concerns with this defense going forward into this stretch of games. Yeah, I think, you know, this is a conversation you and I have had several times, you know, on the show and off, is that, like, this is just sort of what defense looks like in 2023, and that, like, overall quarterback play is down pretty far and all that kind of stuff, but the good quarterbacks, the good teams are still good. And when you play a good quarterback, when you play a good team, your defense is not going to stop them for four quarters. Sure. Uh, and and if they're especially not going to do it for – they're not going to do it for four quarters, and they're not going to do it for multiple quarters in a row probably. Like you may have one really great quarter and then a quarter where they score two touchdowns and kick a field goal on you in the same quarter, um, which is why – 
we've had the conversation so many times about how it's silly to try to build a defensive team because right. if you try to build a defensive team, you're still going to give up points. And if you don't have an offense to score with it, you're not going to win enough games. You're not, I mean, the Cleveland Browns for most of this season have had a, you know, we use this term a lot, a generational defense, like one of the special defenses that if it continued for a full year would get talked about with the 2000 Ravens and 85 bears and stuff like that. That's how good they were. And they're still like right around 500 because the quarterback's play has been up and down because they've had guys hurt and the offense hasn't been good. So you still have to be able to score points. And that's what the, that's what you're going to have to do to beat all these teams. You're going to have to score. And, you know, luckily the Cowboys, you know, happen to have an MVP playing for them right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so let, let's set the question here kind of for these next few games. What what should the defensive expectations be for this team kind of going down this home stretch here? Because while, while I definitely agree, like, this is kind of how defense is played in the NFL nowadays where you, you know, you, you, you can't play four great quarters against really good offenses. I do think – we should expect a little bit more from this unit that was, you know, and again, like obviously they, they're missing Trayvon Diggs they're missing Leighton Van Der Esch, but I think even with those guys out, you know, this, this off season and then to start the season, we had kind of had the conversations of, you know, Hey, even with those guys, this, this unit should be a team that's able to dominate some of these good opponents and they're, and they're going to need to, I mean, I think that's the, that's the thing is you can't expect this offense to score 35 38, 41 points a game down this stretch to to go, you know, if if we're being honest, they're going to probably need to go 5-0, and and they're going to need Philly to slip up a game or two. So w- what is that defensive expectation through these last five or six games of the seasons against some good offenses? Is it holding teams to under 20 points a game? Is it holding teams to under, you know, 24 points a game? Where do we feel like they'll need to do – from a points against standpoint to really just give this team a shot at, at the NFC championship. And then, you know, given, giving them a better look at things heading into the playoffs. Yeah. I think that a big part of it is hopefully you're going to get into games with way less penalty situation going on. I mean, the, the Seahawks scored two touchdowns in the second quarter this week and had more yards gained by penalty on those drives than they did actually yards gained by, by the team themselves. Um, one of them had 53 penalty yards and 22 offensive yards gained and resulted in a touchdown. So hopefully you don't get the Rashawn Evans pass interference. You don't get the penalty stuff, which, you know, that was a conversation for that game that happened a few days ago with everybody. I don't necessarily know that we need to rehash it all that much, but hopefully you don't have all the penalty situation. Hopefully you don't give up a 75 yard touchdown pass on the third play from scrimmage of the game. And then Ideally, you don't give up a minute and a half long touchdown drive to close out the half. Because if you take those penalty, all the penalty situations away and don't give up that 75 yard touchdown, you probably only give up 24 points in this game. And you're probably fine. Because the second, the fourth, the second half specifically on the on defense played much better. Yes. They came out, they they gave up a touchdown on the first drive. Then had the Duran Bland interception, a another touchdown to start the fourth quarter. And like I said before, you're not going to just shut these teams down. And then they went turnover on downs, turnover on downs, turnover on downs um, for the last three possessions. So for basically the entire fourth quarter, because they scored the touchdown with, 
you know, uh, um, 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter, the Seahawks did. For the entirety of the fourth quarter, the Cowboys completely shut down the Seahawks offense. If you can do that for a full quarter, like three or four possessions in a row, you should expect to win in the NFL at this point, just because of how good the Cowboys offense is. Um, and that's ultimately that's what it's going to come down to is can the offense play at a high enough level to outscore these teams? Because even, you know, the Eagles defense isn't great. They gave up, you know, crap load of points to San Francisco. They gave up a crap load of points to Buffalo, but Buffalo gave up a crap load of points. You know, like these good teams give up lots of points. They just happen to score. And no, you can't give up 30 points every game and expect to win. But these good teams, you're going to play 34 to 31. You're going to play 38 to 35. That's how these games are against these really good teams, unless there's weather or somebody gets hurt or something like that. Yeah, no, I think to answer the question, I to answer the question I proposed there, I think what you said there, like I think the way the defense played the second half is how I'm going to need the defense to play down that stretch where you come out, you give up a relatively easy score to the Seahawks, and you're kind of at that point you're real and you're kind of like, all right, this doesn't look great. And then they come back, they 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 get the interception. We've seen this defense for years. They they will they will give up some yards, they will give up some explosive plays, but they'll also take the football away. And I think they have to continue to do that down the stretch here. But then they also, I think what they have to add in is those turnover on down the Demarcus Lawrence fourth down stop, the, uh, you know, Deron Bland dropped interception, which thankfully he did drop it because they got much better field position out of that. Um, I think they just have to, like, again, they're not going to shut down teams for four quarters, like you said, but I think they have to kind of play down this stretch like they did in that second half where sure they'll give up, you know, two or three touchdown drives make, you know, 20, 24 points a game. And, but those other drives, they're forcing a turnover too. They are, you know, they're, they're turning teams over on downs. They're making, you know, fourth and longs because of some sacks. And really, I think that that is my biggest point too. and go, Hey, this is why I don't think I'm, I'm concerned about the defense, but I'm not overly concerned about it because I do think that they, they pressure Geno Smith, but recorded zero sacks. I don't know if there'll be another game this year where they don't record a sack. Um, and sacks are, you know, the definition of drive enders. And that's, I think, a main reason they were Seattle was able to keep some of those drives going because they weren't facing the second and 15s or second and 16s. Um, they weren't in those third and longs a lot of the times. And when they were, they were able to move the chains. They, like I said, Geno Smith played out of his mind. I don't think you're going to see a Geno Smith level play from a quarterback too much, too much more down the stretch. Um, so, I mean, like I said, I, I have, I probably have more concerns about the defense than most people, but I do think some of this is a, you know, week to week situation with, with the, the quarterback you're playing. Like I said, Geno played a fantastic game. Um, obviously they, I, I talked about it last week on the show by myself, like, the Seattle offense was going to be tough to defend because they have DK Metcalf, because they have Tyler Lockett, because they have Jackson Smith, the jig, but that's something this defense has struggled with for a while now is when you have two to three outlets within an offense, they really, you know, and again, like that's the nature of the beast is when you have an offense like that, they're tougher to stop than your one to two weapon offense. But I think that's why you see teams, you know, have better success. We see them have good success against the Rams. You know, Cooper Cup was coming off a 
injury when they played the Rams and wasn't quite himself yet. And they were able to kind of focus on a Puka Nakua. Um, even though the Rams have a good offense, they were able to kind of hone and then stop that offense a little bit more because they didn't, they don't have the outlets that a team like Seattle has. Um, I think some of that, you know, goes into, to the, uh, 49ers issues is they have Debo, they have McCaffrey, they have Ayuk, they have Kittle, they have those three, four options they can turn to. I think I think this Dan Quinn defense operates really well when they have like one, you know, two primary focuses that they can kind of highlight, circle, and then work to defend. But when you kind of get past that without Trayvon Diggs, without Leighton Vanderesh, without some of those good players on defense, it just it suffers a little bit. And I think they they have some more issues when you and, and again, that's not like rocket science by any means. Obviously the more weapons you have, the better your offense is. But I think that's one of their biggest Achilles heels. It's you know, if they have more than two outlets, this defense is kind of struggling to get off the field and struggling to create the pressure that we see them create just because offenses are able to kind of get to that that hot route a little bit quicker and get the ball out a little bit quicker and, and negate some of the Cowboys' best strength, which which is their pass rush. Yeah. Um one of the things that Gino did fantastic, and you brought it up, was he got the ball out of pressure situations, right? Like he he threw the ball away. You know, there was a, there were a couple that were, you know, sketchy in my mind in terms of it was pretty clear he was grounding the ball and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it is what it is. But he did a wonderful job as a quarterback. And this is one of the reasons why, you know, I'm a big proponent of sacks or a quarterback stat is the Cowboys defensive line beat up the Seattle offensive line. They, they won that battle at the line of scrimmage and they had zero sacks. And it's because of what Gino was doing in terms of getting rid of the ball, all that kind of stuff. So, yes, basically what you need from this defense is you need – and it happened in the second half of this game way more than it did in the first half. You need the really good players to play really, really well. And what happened in the first half is Deron Bland just didn't play very well. And he was playing right. in a guy, playing against a guy who was a pretty tough matchup for him. And he – you know, he – and a, a big chunk of it was on the big – the first drive of the game and the big touchdown pass that – you know, it was a perfect throw from Geno to a freaking, you know, Megazord at wide receiver who just took off down the field and, and scored a touchdown. Like, I think he was really good. He made a really good play. Um, I don't necessarily think that the same struggles that you face this week you're going to face in the coming weeks. Um, but I, I do think you, you have a point. The Cowboys play so much man coverage that – if you have, and we've talked about how the Cowboys can put teams in bad situations with their pass catchers, is the same thing that can happen to the Cowboys, especially without Trayvon Diggs, putting, which puts Jordan Lewis on the field a lot. Um, they're going to run out of guys who can play man coverage against really good wide receivers, right. and and so they're going to be able to they're going to be able to find the guys who can get it, and so. I think that's what happened in the first half. They found DK, DK against Deron Bland was not a very good matchup for the Cowboys, and they they took advantage of it. And then you got into the second half. They changed the things up. They put Gilmore on on DK more, and just like went with that veteran savvy. Here's how you deal with a big bad wide receiver kind of situation, and it you know it bogged things down for the for the Seahawks quite a bit. And uh, and then you had your best players make big plays in that second half. You know Deron Bland gets an interception. You know, Micah Parsons gets the pressure on fourth and, uh, you know, on the last fourth down. DeMarcus Lawrence makes a big play, you know, a couple of big plays. Um, you you have your best players make plays and, you know, a role player in Jordan Lewis steps up and gets a couple of PBUs. And, you know, you get off the field in times when you need to. Your offense comes through for you and you win the game. 
And that's that's really what you're going to need. Is you're going to need those those big time players to make those plays in those key situations, and then you're going to need your offense to play really well. Yep. No, I agree. Um, I think I think we're getting in a spot now where, I th- especially in these next few weeks stretch, to, to give you an example of like kind of what I was referring to, I think the the Cowboys will defend the Buffalo Bills even though they're they're kind of figuring some things out on offense. I think the Cowboys defense will have a good game against the Buffalo Bills because it's Stefan Diggs, Dalton Kincaid, and that's about it. I think that they can they can they can put a wrap around Gabe Davis and Khalil Shakir and some of those other, you know, complimentary weapons they have, but their their main focus is Stefan Diggs and, you know, Dalton Kincaid's breaking out a little bit right now for Buffalo. I think they'll they'll have a much better game against them than you know, the Philadelphia's, the Miami's, even Detroit's a team that really relies on Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta. Like, I think that they 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 fit, match up better against, you know, those two opponents than the, than the Dolphins, than the, than the uh, Eagles, and just some of those teams that have, you know, three, four different outlets they can go to. Um, let's – We'll, we'll we'll get into this Sunday night football game against the Eagles. Um, I, I kind of want to take a big picture look at the remainder of the season real quick. Um, the Cowboys have the Eagles on Sunday night football. They have the Bills um, Sunday at three twenty-five. The Dolphins the next on uh, next Sunday on Christmas Eve at three twenty-five. The uh, Lions on Monday night football. Um, and then the commanders to close out the season that is still to be determined. Um, they are currently one game, well, I guess one and a half game back of the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Um, and then the, the Eagles remaining schedule is the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Giants, the Cardinals, and then the Giants. So obviously the, it's no secret that we've talked about the the Eagles final five is a lot easier of a stretch of games than the Cowboys final five. Being one and a half games back, you know, they can obviously tie it up right now um, this weekend with a, with a win against Philadelphia. Um, they would still lose the tiebreaker because of the loss to Arizona um, and Philly's one loss outside of San Francisco being the Jets right now, uh, AFC opponent. Do you think that this team has a legit shot to get themselves out of that wild card position and in one of the division leader spots in the playoffs? Um. Yes, I do. And part of that is because I don't, I, you know, I don't say this on Twitter all that much or X or whatever the heck it's called now, because I don't want to deal with the Eagles fans. I don't think the Eagles are very good. Like we now, we now have quantifiable ways to see how things like luck and things like that play into 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 wins and losses and all that kind of stuff. The Eagles have literally won, have literally added a game and a half or a win and a half worth of win percentage, win probability on things like fumble recovery luck, opponent drops, all that other kind of stuff. I, I don't think the Eagles are a game and a half or two games better than the Cowboys. And I think, I have this general belief that when you play a season that is full of luck and all that kind of stuff, eventually it's going to revert back to the meeting. Which means that 
those lucky bounces they got against the Bills and the Chiefs and the Cowboys and the Commanders when they played them into overtime and all these other sorts of things are going to at some point roll back on this team and cause some problems. Um, and I think there's two games left on their schedule outside the Cowboys that they have a chance to drop. Um, if Seattle plays against Philly on the 18th, the way they played against the Cowboys this past week, I think Seattle has a very good chance to beat the Eagles. If Arizona keeps playing really well with Kyler Murray and with the way that offense and that defense is playing, I think they've got a chance to beat the, to beat the Eagles. So yes, you need help dropping the Cardinals game early in the season. Normally, you know, we kind of look at that September slate of games and we're like, you know, it's kind of an extended preseason. You're going to be okay. You know, you get through that, play all right through there, really kick it up in the high gear. Everybody's going to lose some games and you're going to be okay. We said that on the show. I remember we were like, both of us were like, eh, it's a loss, but it's not going to be a big one when we get to the end of the year. Now you're kind of like, oh shit. <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, is that it's like, it really to me, it still isn't really that big of a loss because you just can't expect and you can't like the Cowboys can't have gone into this season saying we have to go 16 and one to win the division. Well, well, no, I just think I think you would have, you know, again, not rocket science, but like that one's one you should have won. And maybe the Chargers games one you drop, you know, like being that it was a bad NFC, you know, and again, we've talked about it on the show, like. Arizona's a bad record team, but like they're kind of scrappy. They're they're tough, but like being that you dropped one of your games to a one of your worst NFC opponents, I think is what's making it that you know oh crap moment. Yeah, and I think the thing is is that like again, Philly goes to overtime against Washington. Sure, right? I, I, like I think Philly loses at least two, possibly three games to close. I I, I again like I think this you know. To, I, to answer my question, you know, I think that they do have a legit shot to to get out of this wild card spot. Um, I think Philadelphia, like the help that we're talking about, like I think Philly's going to lose enough games to get you out of it. I just think it's going to be really tough for this team to go 5-0 and against the opponents that they play. And if they do, you know, I saw a tweet this morning, like if they go 5-0, and I think it's going to take care of themselves. I think the Philadelphia Eagles will lose – you know, to I think, you know, it starts this week, obviously. If they lose to the Cowboys, I think they'll lose to one of the, you know, one of those teams that we're talking about, the Cardinals or the Seahawks. I think there's a really good chance, people might think this is crazy, that Philly drops one of those games to the Giants just because it's the NFC East, it's division, crazy crap happens in the division, and we've seen this team play the commanders close. We've seen this team play some not, you know, lose to the Jets. I, I, I The Giants – aren't in a position right now where they're slated to, you know, draft in the top two or three. Um, They've won some games here recently that kind of hurt them more than it's helped them from a long-term outlook. I think there's a really good chance that this Eagles team loses two, even maybe three games down this final five game stretch. If the Cowboys are able to go five and oh, you know, maybe even four and one and get another additional game from the Eagles. I think they, they can, um, I think it involves them going four and one at absolute worst and then needing the Giants or the Cardinals to upset, you know, the the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, the thing is at this point is you're you needed help all year, right? Basically, as soon as you lost the game to the Cardinals, you're like, hey, we need some help. And and that 
you know, that kind of sucks, but it sort of is what it is, right? But the, the thing is, is that usually you expect to get some help throughout the season and not need it all in the last five weeks. But the, just like I say, I say on Twitter all the time, in every game when it's close at halftime against a team that the Cowboys should be blowing out or something like that, there's a reason why NFL games are 60 minutes. And there's a reason why the schedule is 17 or 18 weeks is over that large of an enough of a sample size. Usually the luck stuff kind of comes back to pretty close to even all that kind of stuff. Um, if that happens, I think you're right. I think the Eagles drop the Cowboys. I think there's a, you know, we'll get to this Cowboys Eagles game here in a second. We, you know, with picks and stuff like that. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to win this weekend. And then they kept the, I think there's a chance the Eagles go two and two in those last four. And you're looking now, all of a sudden the Eagles are not a 14 and three or 15 and two juggernaut of a team. They are in 12 and five, really good, but not elite juggernaut should have been, you know, 10 and one type team. And so you're going to be looking at, and it's pretty crazy. Like let's just acknowledge how, how, awesome it is to be looking at the fact that you're going to be looking at a you know a a 13 and 4 or 14 and 3 division winner and a 13 and 4 or 12 and 5 wildcard team coming out of this division like that's pretty phenomenal for this division um it kind of sucks that it looks like right now the Cowboys are a little bit on the outside looking in but every, every game the Eagles have left is an NFC game so any loss the Eagles get the rest of the way is, you know, one of those game and a half kind of losses, just like the, uh, just like what the Cowboys have. And the, if, if one of the loss, if the Philly takes a loss to the Giants, and I don't remember the tiebreakers exactly, I think that that gives the Cowboys the tiebreaker as long as the Cowboys don't lose another NFC East game yeah it, I think it's it, I think it's it I think it's you know head-to-head division, division conference all those kind of things yeah and so since the since the Eagles lost to the Jets and the Cowboys lost to the uh Cardinals they are you know they both played those teams those losses are both against common opponents and I think if the Cowboys if the Cowboys take care of business even if they lose to the Bills for example now that's a common opponent, so I don't know. But you know, it's it's going to get really complicated because of how similar the schedules are. Um, but I think if they lose one of those games to the Giants, it opens the tiebreaker up pretty significantly back for the Cowboys because of the, the division component of it. So th- there's going to be an opportunity for the Cowboys. We will see if the Cowboys are up to the big massive challenge of rolling through these next five games at four and one or five and zero, oh, like we talked about. And if they are, then I think they're going to wind up in position to win the division. I I, I don't think you're going to have to be fifteen and two to win this division. I think uh I think fourteen and three will be plenty good. I think I think thirteen and four by the end of it probably is what wins it, just because it's so extremely rare for a team to win fifteen games in a season. Yeah, and and, and especially like I said, like. I mean, we watched the Cowboys put up an absolute stinker last year against the Commanders to close out the year. Like, 
the Eagles, as you talked about, have had a lot of good luck other way. They play a you know tough Seattle team. They play a Cardinals team that's been scrappy. They played the Giants twice. It's an in division, um, not a good opponent, but a divisional opponent that they get twice in a three week stretch. It wouldn't shock me if they get a game from there. Like I said, it just it 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 starts this week. I mean, I know that's silly to even say, but like if they can go out and win the game this week and get the records even. I think they have a really good shot of having maybe some of Philly's good luck revert back to the mean and them show some slippage toward these last five weeks. Still relies on them to go out and beat five good teams. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't know that you'd have to – I think you could probably get away going 4-1 and one in that stretch, um, but it, you'd have to beat Philadelphia, obviously, and then you'd probably have to beat Detroit um, – at that point, I think if you can handle the Detroit game, you can handle the Commanders game at the end of the year, you can beat Philadelphia. Um, you could probably slip up against one of the Miamis or the Bills. Um, and then I think you'd probably be in a very good position there at the end of the year to possibly, you know, win the NFC and or win the NFC East and, and head into the playoffs at a, you know, one or two seed instead of a five seed um which again if, if the cowboys are going to be a wild card team the five seed is the one to be so uh, either way i think they're set up in a good spot um let's briefly touch on the sunday night football game coming up this week um obviously we i feel like we've said this like five times this year but probably the game of the year at this point we've we've said that so many times this year but i think this can be safe to say that this is the game of the year at this point the Eagles having a one and a half game lead over you, you know, you being able to kind of tie the tie the tie the uh, win loss record up going into these final four weeks. Um, it, it's it's really is kind of the the true make or break for this team as far as not getting into the playoffs, but give got giving a shot for them to win the division. Um, should be a great one. Like I said, the Cowboys have played really well at home this year. They get the Eagles coming to AT and T Stadium. Um, played played well against Philadelphia uh, a few weeks ago in the matchup at, in Philadelphia. Uh, wh- what are we kind of looking at for in this game? Um, I, I think, I mean, I think the biggest thing that you know we're paying attention to after last week is how do the Cowboys defend an offense that kind of operates similar to the Seahawks offense that had so much success against them last week. They have the the big body guy in AJ Brown that kind of pairs with DK Metcalf. They have the, you know, quick explosive underneath guy, you know, not so much underneath guy, but guy that can do kind of things in all three levels of the field. Devonte Smith, like the Seahawks have Tyler Lockett. Um, and then they should be getting Dallas Goddard back who can kind of operate in the same similar fashion as like a Jackson Smith and the Jigba. So, you know, they got three weapons that they can get the ball to, uh, running game wasn't great last week against San Francisco. I know DeAndre Smith exited that game late. Um, haven't seen the injury report yet to see if he's in any sort of protocol or not practicing. Jalen Hurts got a little bit of banged up in that game. So some injury stuff going going on with the Eagles right now. The Cowboys are relatively healthy. But what are some things that you're kind of looking at, circling and highlighting for this game coming up on Sunday night? I think what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to withstand. And usually you say this on the road, right? You're going to have to withstand the storm. Like you're going to have to handle the, uh, the onslaught at the beginning of the game. And by that, what I mean is we we saw it with San Francisco with the game against San Francisco, right? That the Eagles were jacked up and they came out and they played really well. The first couple of series of the game, the defense stopped San Francisco and everybody's going, Holy cow, maybe San Francisco is not as good as everybody thought they were. 
all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, the game settled down a little bit. The 49ers made some adjustments in how they were running the ball, and they were able to just beat them up, up and down the field for the rest of the game. And it wasn't, you know, it wound up being a blowout game that probably wasn't as close as the score indicated um, in Philadelphia. With the, the um, what's the word that I'm looking for? With the the posture that Nick Sirianni typically takes, with the, the attitude that that team typically plays with, I think you're going to see that team come out at level 14 out of 10, right? They're going to come out ready. And if you can withstand that, I'll just be honest, I think the Cowboys are a better team. I think they have a better quarterback. I think they have a better number one wide receiver. I think they have a, a basically just as good of an offensive line. I think the defense is better. Like, I think the Cowboys are better than the Eagles. And so if you don't wind up down, you know, 14 to three or something like that going into the second quarter, then I think you're going to be okay. Uh, because I think – when the Cowboys are at home, the avalanche is coming. Like it's just coming at some point. It's just a matter of can the other team stay out in front of it enough to avoid the av- to to not get run over by it. Um, I just think the Cowboys are are a better team, top to bottom. I, this is going to sound crazy considering the conversations that we had. I think they have a better, more well designed offense. I think they have a better play caller. I think. They have a better defensive coordinator. I think they have the best defensive player in the game. I think they have the best, you know, defensive uh, – the backfield – the defensive backs, the corners at least, are probably a wash. I think they have, you know – I think the Cowboys are a better team. And so if you can withstand that onslaught of the Eagles coming out mad because they got blown out in their own house a week ago in front of the whole country – um then I think you're gonna I think ultimately over 60 minutes, Dak's a better quarterback. You're at home. Usually you split with the Eagles home and home. I think that's what happens this week. Is I, I just think that they if they can withstand that storm in the first quarter, and then you know, the Eagles are a very good third quarter team. If you can withstand the 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 first quarter storm and then put your foot on the gas in the third quarter, I think you're gonna win the game. I want to see the Cowboys come out and do the opposite of what they did against the Eagles in their first matchup, which was that was coming, you know, they they went into the bye, figured some things out, came out of the bye, put up 43 against the Rams, had a, you know, good offensive showing against the Eagles. But if I'm not mistaken, they came out in that Eagles game the first time and went run, run, pass, and punt. Three and out, run, run, pass, punt. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm if I misspoke there, I'm sorry. But I think we started that game off very conservative. Jalen Hurts had us they had the spot on the first drive of the game where it was like they went for it on fourth down. It was fourth and one on like their own 35, but they it was actually like fourth and three and a half. And they didn't throw the challenge flag. Like they played, they started that game kind of timid and conservative. I just want to see the opposite of that. Like this is the game I want to come out. First play of the game, shotgun, take a deep shot. Like take the shot and see what happens. You could draw a pass interference, have a big play, throw it incomplete for all we care. Like I just want to see this team come out, 
and not necessarily play to like that, you know, that level 14 that you were mentioned. Cause I don't think that this team always does that well. Like I think when they come out high energy and sometimes I think they need to get beat up a little bit before they start playing their best football, but I just don't want to see them get too conservative. Um, We've seen them kind of do that against better opponents over the year where they come out and their their game plan changes a little bit. I just want to see them be aggressive. I want to see them be confident. I want to see them throw the challenge flag if they need to early in the game. I want to see them feel like, hey, this is going to be a dogfight and we need to we need to handle our business. And that's by, you know, throwing the football a lot, being aggressive, being physical, being fast. Um and and, and again, just kind of I think as you mentioned, the Eagles are probably going to come out hot, like, you know, angry, whatever, whatever word you want to use to describe the Eagles. You know, they, they haven't played, they've beat some good teams, but haven't really played well in three weeks. Um, so they're going to come out, you know, hot, angry. I don't think they do that all that well either. I think, you know, everybody talked about last week when the, the head of security got D- Dre Greenlaw thrown out of the game, like, oh, this is the tides are going to turn. And, Philadelphia all got amped up and then they got punched in the mouth five straight drives and the game was over. Um, I think that, I think a lot of, you know, I think a team that's good at that is San Francisco. I think when the chips are stacked against them, they come out and they punch teams in the mouth and don't have any issue being that bully and playing at that, that level. Um, But I just don't think either the, I don't think the Eagles or the Cowboys are great at doing that. So I just want the Cowboys to be aggressive, not necessarily, you know, coming out just, doing things crazy on defense and offense. I just want to be aggressive. I want to see them play what they've been successful at, which is throwing the ball down the field early and often. And I just want to see, you know, the, the play calling be aggressive, them go forward on fourth down. I think that's what you got to do against good teams. You got to be aggressive. You got to be willing to go forward on fourth down. You got to be willing to be the aggressor in these situations. And that's, that's really all I want to see from this team. And, you know, like I said, it was, it was the, it was the, Philadelphia game last time where they were coming off that Rams win and they started that game run, run, pass, you know, punt, and then they didn't challenge the play on third. You know, it was, it was fourth and one and a half. It should have been like fourth and two and a half, three. You know, that it just felt like they started that game a bit timid. And I just, that's, I want to see the opposite of that this week. I want to see them be aggressive. You know, I want to see them throwing the ball early and often. I want to see them, you know, stopping the Eagles run game. I think that would be a, that would be a huge vote of confidence for this team in this game is if they can come out, you know, on a third and one, you know, fourth and one, whatever that is, and get a stop like they did against Seattle and really just, you know, look at the Eagles sideline and go, Hey, you're not going to be able to do that on us today. I think that, that, that kind of big, you know, big boy, big boy mentality without going over the top is what this team kind of needs to, to push its, you know, self over that ledge of confidence and, and get them back on track. Um, and, and get the split for Philadelphia this year, which, like I said, if this game if this game finishes with the, both teams being 10-3, and three, I'm not guaranteeing the Cowboys will win the division, but I, I think I would give them the slight edge uh, in this final five-game stretch, which is crazy to say because of the strength of schedule to close out the year. Yeah, the thing is, is though, is that, you know, we talked about the uh, – the underlying metrics have not matched up with the record for the for the Eagles all year long. And so I think that smart people would look at that combined with the fact that that would now be four or five games in a row for the Eagles that they either won because 
a receiver dropped a game-winning touchdown pass for the other team or lost in a row, like back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back, that all that stuff would happen if the Cowboys do that. I think it would be – I think you would be correct in in saying that I think the Cowboys would wind up slightly favored to win the division at that point. Um, And so you come back to that first first series, right, on offense and defense. Um, And you're right. The Cowboys came out, run for two yards, Tony Pollard to the right guard, run up the middle, Tony Pollard for two yards, pass incomplete to CeeDee Lamb, punt. Um, and then the, you know, the, the Eagles get the ball. They have the, you know, the bad, the bad spot on fourth down or third down. They don't throw the challenge flag. And to be honest, I don't, that's not really that big of a deal to me because if, if you lose that challenge, which yes, it was very obvious, all that kind of stuff. And that's the only but reason because yeah. it was like, like it wasn't really even a. Eh, I don't know if he's got it. You know, it was kind of like, yeah, that's a yard and a half further away. <laughs> yeah, but if you if for some reason you do, or here's the other side of that that coin, right? Even after they don't throw the challenge flag and Seattle converts, five plays later, six plays later, Jalen Hurts gets sacked. The ball bounces off the back of Sam Williams' hand right back to Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. That's what they they've they've relied. Their whole season's been on plays like that. Yes, exactly, and that's what I'm saying is that in a game where, and I said it a minute ago, I'll say it again. I think the Cowboys are a better team than the Eagles. In a game where you are the better team, all you need is for the ball not to bounce directly to the other team every single time. And that's exactly what happened the last time the Cowboys played the Eagles in Philadelphia. And the Cowboys are, you know, notoriously not a good, not as good of a road team, whatever, whatever. That first couple of series is going to be really important. And it's going to be for things like that. It's going to be for things like, do the referees miss a spot that automatically becomes a first down because of the nature of the way the Eagles play? Do the does a ball bounce off of a cowboy directly back to the Eagles on a play that should have and could have complete because we know how this team plays once they start turning the ball over. Like once the Cowboys get one turnover, it's not a fun day for the defense for the opposing opposing offense. And you know, that's sort of what happened against Seattle, too, is that they were playing really bad. They got a turnover, a takeaway, and then all of a sudden three out of the next four series were turnover on downs. Um but once they take the ball away, I don't know what it is. I don't even know the right, like, Animal Kingdom, you know, uh, comparison for it, you know, since they like to use animals so much. I don't know the right comparison. But once they get it, it's like there's there's chum in the water, and they're coming, right? And it, if they turn that ball over there in Philadelphia territory, or right, you know, pretty close to Philadelphia territory, basically right at midfield, I think they probably beat the Eagles by two scores in that game. So if you can just withstand that first couple of drives, stay on stay on an even playing field after the first couple of drives without the bad luck. I mean, the thing is the Cowboys turned around and scored a touchdown on their next possession and, you know, whatever. But I just think the first few minutes of this game are going to be so important because if the Cowboys defense gets off on the right foot, 
they're a way better defense than they are if they kind of get pushed back, pushed around a little bit in the first, you know, first quarter of the game. So um, I agree with you 100%. Be aggressive on first and second downs, which the funny thing is for the season as a whole, they are extremely aggressive on early downs. Right. Been, that's one of the things that's like been very, they're, no, they're one of the highest pass rate over expected yep. teams in the league this year. Um, well, and, and, and so, I think that, that that's like, not that, but like that's the main thing I'm saying is like if they come out and go run, run, pass again, I'm like, okay, they're just playing this game differently than they have been playing for whatever reason, and that doesn't give me a great feeling going forward. You know, yes, I, I agree with that for sure. Yes, right. is that, that if, that's, if they that's just play it the way they've been playing, they'll, right. they'll be fine. But if they, yes, exactly. It, it's and it's almost like what you know. It kind of felt that way against San Francisco too. It's like we're going to play right. this game different, like right. Um, but you know, there's this is a different offense than it was when they played San Francisco. And I'll be yeah. honest with you, I think it's a different offense than it was when they played Philadelphia three or four weeks ago. Like the way they're playing right now, the way they have Brandon Cooks involved, the way Jake Ferguson is playing. You know, Ceedee Lamb has been phenomenal for a long time for this team now. At this point, Dak Prescott is playing unbelievable. The offensive line is really coming together in a really positive way. You know, really and truly, the different. You know, we talked about the last game, all the the bounces of the balls. If Terrence Steele plays in that game the way he's played the last couple of games, the Cowboys probably win that game. Like it's, it's really that simple. And so, if if the offensive line plays the way that they have been playing, they'll probably be okay. If they don't, it's going to be tough. Yeah, no doubt. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Um, like I said, big one coming up this Sunday, 820 uh, for the Eastern Eastern Standard Time folks, uh, 720 for the Central Time folks. Um, big game at home. They have two home games left this year, three on the road. They got Miami and Buffalo on the road and then Commanders on the road in week 18. Um, so two home games left, this one obviously being the big one, and then the, the Lions um, in week 17. That's the Jimmy Johnson game. And that's going to yep, be exciting. Two, two good opponents at home to close out the year. So people going to some football games, they'll see some two good games. Um, but like I said, all starts here. Like, so they, they're able to pull this one out. I think it, uh, I think it sets them up really well for a slight advantage in this NFC uh, East race down the stretch, but we're going to continue to talk about it all. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. We'll be back next week on the Talking the Star podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting. Make sure you're following the Blogging the Boys podcast feed on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Just click subscribe, search Blogging the Boys, click subscribe, and you'll get all the different shows, uh, including this one. So thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week on Talking the Star. See you then.